What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me as always, it's the little brother Jace. Bro Shot, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. I'm celebrating Star Wars. I'm good. <laughs> so Star Wars Celebration 2023 was this past weekend, which meant I was not productive whatsoever. I sat around from Friday afternoon, evening, right up till Monday. I didn't even know there was a fourth day of it, but I was like, oh, there's more stuff. I'll keep watching. What stood out to you just in broad terms and what left you most excited? Uh, broad terms, what I really liked were the panels. I love seeing like the cast people like doing their interviews, the one-on-one interviews. Those are really cool. And I don't know how many times I watched the Soaker trailer, but it was probably unhealthy amount because I was looking at every little detail in that thing. <laughs> that, that's really what, it, what really caught me. I was like, okay, we're going to Ahsoka. Oh, wait, did you just say Heir to the Empire? Bah! <laughs> yeah, it was... That was really interesting. I was like, oh, okay. We are going to go there. Nice. It's like, I told he's like, no. I mean, that was like Dave Filoni. Like, no, I got into Star Wars probably the exact same reason. It's like, and what kept me there was heir to the Empire. So, yeah, I'm going to bring it in. If you, I've been planning this and basically since y'all let me have, since you let me have Rebels, I've been putting this, I've been laying the groundwork for this for 15 years. And you guys gave me a live action. Suckers! <laughs> so I thought, I guess my favorite part of it is just seeing all the cast, directors, screenwriters, production crew get up on the stage and people are actually excited to see them. There's no internet troll hate. It's just, oh man, we're so glad to see you. And I think my favorite thing of the weekend was when Hayden, I was about to call him Anakin, got up on stage by himself and the hostess was like right before she wrapped the interview was one of the greatest things in my life will have been being on this stage, seeing you get the flowers that you deserve. Yeah. I mean, that was really cool. Yeah. Seeing him, he is it's like last, I think it was two years ago. Seeing him was really cool. But I think this one was even better. Like the reaction he got, it was like very much like, yes, you can admit you were Anakin. You're in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's not just thing we theoretically see. It's actually seeing it. And also because it's once again, it's like as much as I think the real hate of the prequels was the people who were in their, let's say, 20 and 30s when Star Wars came out. And they, you know, that was a thing. But and they hated the prequels. But but anybody who grew up in prequels with their first Star Wars is like, what are you talking? Why do you hate on these movies? They're great. They're Star Wars movies. And I think and like the diehard fans, I think we all kind of like, yeah, this is really good Star Wars. So having all of those people being the ones who can go to celebration now, it's like, no, we put our money down. You are, you're the man and we're glad to have you back. And you don't have to hate acting because how crappy some old boomers were when they were reviewing the movie and saying CGI sucks when now everybody's like, it's CGI, it's how you make movies. Um, so him just being able to enjoy that and embrace it, it's like, it's like I mean, you can see he's getting emotional. Thank you. Like, I've been waiting. Yeah. Thank you. That was really cool. He wasn't the only one. Dave Filoni was getting real emotional Mm -hmm. there, too. And I feel like if you don't appreciate Dave Filoni and John Favreau, I don't know what to tell you. Because they're clearly like us. Like, if we had access and the skill to, to write and direct these shows, they would be doing, or we'd be doing what they do. 
and it's really cool to see them come forward and and be excited and still not be like, oh, yes, we saved Star Wars. Thank you, you peasants. They're like, oh man, if we weren't up here, we'd be right down there with you all. And Filoni was talking about making a Plo Kloon costume and a Kit Fisto one for his buddy. Like, that was funny. I was like, yeah, you really are like us, huh? Well, I think, I mean, I think it was like, it was it a Mina Wing? She was just like, every time she was on stage, it was like, literally, like, I actually get to be here and truly, like, you could see, like, just all of them, like, Yo, this is really fun. Like, I think it, the only people who were kind of like gun shy were the people who you could see it was their first time. Like, wow, this is really a whole lot. <laughs> like, some of the people from the Ahsoka were like, wow, I didn't even know what to have. And, and Acolytes, they were like, wow, we don't even know what's going on. And then that's before people actually knew who their characters are. And it's like, in two years when you guys go to Tokyo, it's going to be a whole different reception. And it's going to be like, wow, like, I now, this is my second time being here. And thanks for coming out. And I think that's going to be really cool, too. So Tokyo is the next one two years from now. Yeah. Jeez, okay. okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, I might be something interesting there, folks. I mean, maybe, take by, world. maybe by then I'll have enough money to afford to go to Tokyo for four days. Because <laughs> I, I want to see the whole thing. So there is a lot of things to break down. Uh, before we get into that, I love the Clone Wars panel simply because all the cast breaks down inevitably into let's do some iconic lines from our characters mm-hmm. this is where the fun begins that was really fun just watching them play off each other doing the dialogue just like that and it's like oh wow and james arnold taylor his ewan mcgregor was crazy like the dude sounded like i always felt like oh they did a really good job finding someone who sounds like ewan his like straight up ewan mcgregor was like whoa dude i had to make sure i was watching him do that it's like how in the world did he do that so well and it's crazy that it's been 15 years since clone wars still waiting for more black series clone wars figures by the way but you know being able to to watch it kind of late what up joe how you doing guys it's been crazy seeing all this stuff up there and and I just being like, wow, they've got all this stuff. And I want more episodes, of course. I want to see them doing their thing. But being able to binge it and then right to this the seventh season, like, oh man, this is amazing. Bring on more. And I guess that more we're gonna see is with Ahsoka because that trailer really had me hyped up. Almost as hyped as it was when I saw Zeb. It was like, oh, <laughs> Zeb's here on the Mandalorian. What possibly could that mean? Because I was, I was, I was thinking, like that. I was, yeah, I was, we, we hadn't like, seen his species in CGI form yet, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I get it. They're just gonna have to do the women because Zeb's too expensive." And I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. maybe that <laughs> is not. right." No, no spoilers whatsoever, though. We got you. I'm not gonna spoil anything on Ahsoka or Clone Wars or Rebels, other than to say, if you haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels. You absolutely need to do that before you watch Ahsoka because there's going to be things that I'm sure they're going to lay out to make it kind of easy for new viewers, but you're going to appreciate so much more from watching those shows. And that's a homework assignment I can heartily endorse for everybody because Clone Wars and Rebels are two of the best things they've done in Star Wars. Not so coincidentally done by Dave Filoni. Yeah, I think that really is required. I think Rebels is definitely required here. I mean, like Ahsoka looks like it is literally the sequel to uh, Rebels. And 
the movies are just kind of almost, I don't want to say, they're, they're supplemental material, but you're going to need to watch Rebels. I mean, just like there is, Rebels leaves off on a cliffhanger that almost is just cool not to even know, but now it's like, no, we might actually see the conclusion of Rebels. And it's like, okay, I, I didn't even know you were, this was actually a possible thing right. until watching the Ahsoka trail. So it was like, okay, cool. Like you guys left it on a cool story that always can be done like in a book form. It was always like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, if y'all want to play a video game, that'd have been cool. But I, I, I'm, I'm very much like, all right, y'all, I, I can wait till August. I'm, I'm, I'm a little patient. I can do it. I can't wait till. <laughs> <laughs> but there are so many episodes, but it's one of those deals where I wrote together a little guide on lostmoviefiles.com. I'll send it to you where you can see the essential episodes. But I really feel like with Clone Wars, there's so many episodes that just kind of break down into mini movies. So you could actually watch it that way, like four at a time and get like, oh, I've watched the Star Wars movie feel. They're 22 minutes. So it's not like sitting there for like three hours, but they kind of end on a nice break point where it's like, okay, I've I've watched all that I need to right now. I'm going to go on to something else. That's how those episodes of both Clone Wars and Rebels are. And it doesn't feel like this is too much. I can't watch it all. I'm tapping out before I get started. Yeah, you can you can break them down, especially like weekends, like Saturday morning, like just hanging out with the kids almost. Because it's like the good part of uh, Star Wars TV is like they're young adults, seven. They're adult-ish concepts, but there's nothing in there that kids will just be blatant, like what the heck's going on. It's like there's some tragedy that happens in some of these episodes, but it's very much you can watch it with your kids and you'll get a whole, it's like, our cartoons when we were kids, like adults got a whole lot more than we did. But once you're adult, I mean, adult, you can, you can peep it. But I think Clone Wars and Rebels should be like, I, I can watch this. Oh, there's cute elements for the kids. But when it gets dark, I mean, it's like, okay, maybe we don't pull this episode, but you, you'll know real quick when those episodes are happening. Right. And as a rule, typically a lot of the early Clone Wars Ahsoka episodes are, you can skip those and be a-okay. But yeah, the Soka looks like we're getting Heir to the Empire. And now I want to reread that. Because I know it's not going to be direct, but I'm like, ugh. I kind of keep feeling like, all right, let me let me not get into that just yet. All right. Oh, well, we got to. Joe's asking about this this episode of Mando or this last week's episode of Mando. So let, let's let's okay. pause on Star Wars celebration. Let's get on to last week's episode of Mando. So okay. a lot of people lost their minds seeing Lizzo and Jack Black appear an episode, and I felt like sometimes people get a little bent out of shape for no reason. Like if I guess if Lizzo was twerking, I'd be like, all right, all right, wait, stop, stop. We're going to show here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see She-Hulk. That would have been too far. and But at least Megan the Stallion was playing Megan the Stallion in She-Hulk. So she wasn't out of character. She wasn't, It was just really stunt casting. But I felt she was just acting. And it wasn't like, hey, y'all, I'm Liz up in here. She she tried to do the role is, you know, doing her thing. And that was that. Jack Black can be really Jack Blackie and stuff. But I felt like he was fine. He wasn't too over the top, and that's kind of what it is. What do you think? I thought, I mean, it's like if we didn't know what her name was, she would have just been another actress. I think it was 
kind of because I, I listen to somebody like, yeah, I didn't really care for Lizzo, but it's like, why? I mean, it's like if she was just if you didn't know she was Lizzo, would you just and she was just a queen figure who was playing cute with Grogu? I mean, there was I didn't have any issue with her. I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I mean, she's again. It's, I think always get people get some people get bent out of shape. It's like Lizzo when she's doing the extra stuff that she's not. Hey, she's not my cup of tea. But just as a person, I got a, I got no issue. She's actually a talented person. Like, but I think some people, the other part of it gets in the way of like, you know, she's she's got her vehicle. Go branch out, do something, man. I'm I'm cool with that. I mean, because we all know if you're a rapper, you have a shelf life. But if you become a rapper turned actor, you can keep going for 20 years. See Ludacris, Ice Cube, Ice T, mm-hmm. et cetera. Tyrese, not a rapper, but you know, I don't know if he's singing yeah. too much these days. I mean, most most rappers, you got four years. You got, yeah. you got high school. That's it. After That's that, you can underachieve like Jay-Z in modern times. Yeah. Still be relevant. Oh, I'm not even gonna do that. I got we, we're talking, we're talking we're talking movies and TV. I ain't gonna judge you on that. All right, so. So then we got all this stuff. And I want to read Heir to the Empire. Do you have those? Yeah. Okay, right, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, borrow those too <laughs> because I, I need my refresher. I feel like Star Wars is in this really weird place where Mandalorian is opening up so many questions. Let's get into that now. Let, let's let's talk about yeah today's episode of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to go relatively spoiler-free for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. There are a lot of decisions with this that have been kind of subtle undertones of, hey, we're slowly building to the sequel trilogy. And I'm like, no, thank you. No, no, no. I'm good. I don't need Mandalorian getting anywhere near Ray and her mighty friends. Or not so mighty friends. <laughs> not so mighty. So I good. I need to tell you something. I love the fact that I'm force sensitive. What? Oh, I know that we got we cut that out of the movie. It, it, you're just screaming Ray all the time. Don't worry about it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's really, really terrible. So I'm I'm really opposed to that because there's so much time between right after Return of the Jedi to Ray mastering everything because she's a Palpatine and not a Skywalker. Okay, but is I I, I talk about this like I talked about this years ago. There's parts of uh, what is it, Battlefront Two, that try and get you to the sequel trilogy. And yes, you have to play a video game to watch a movie, which is stupid. Makes no sense. But that's that's how they try to do it. And you know, out of this expansive universe, that you need to look at everything for any of it to make sense. I think they did it. I think they did a good job. I think they're trying to do. To help out people, it's like, all right, we're gonna put this in an easy, accessible form where everybody kind of enjoys it and can understand how to at least get to moving one. We can't make you two doesn't make sense. We can't. There is no alternate universe that makes two and three make sense. We, but we can get you at least to one and be like, well, I don't hate this as much, or I don't think this is such a. Re- it, it is a retread, but it's it's an enjoyable retread. But I, think, I think there's too many problems with Force Awakens because it ends on a cliffhanger. It doesn't like if, if it ended and just had a straight up ending, it'd have been okay-ish. Again, I have several problems with Force Awakens in the grand scope of the sequel trilogy. 
Leia hugging Ray, who she's never met, instead of hugging Chewbacca after you know her, her dude, and his boy got killed. We've 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 blown up Death Stars together, man. We we we've gotten tortured by multiple. We got tortured by Darth Vader together. We should be we. That's that's straight up. We we got love for each other the whole time. Yeah. Oh well, you went behind, so I'm I'm gonna hug this person I've never met. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, 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 that was. stuff that doesn't make sense in the movie. It's it has its own unique place in the bin of why would I ever watch this again? Very hot. But and then Luke on the mountaintop, not helping his friends. It's, yeah, it's, okay. So much stuff. We gotta again, gotta ignore that. Ish. We we just act like it doesn't happen until we try and act like it makes sense, and then we say, just like I do in Matrix, turn the movie off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been a really fun ride. He got me to the point where I wanted to be on him. You go to the train station. What are you talking about? Hey, I, he gets into the train station and meets up with the king and Winston. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I always, I mean, Jeff, Jeff, that's a whole different movie series. Oh, I said, technically, it should be the Matrix, but we're not going there on that either. <laughs> but I, back to like on, on uh, Star, I think you do need to kind of connect because otherwise you could have Mando going on forever. And with Grogu, I think you can't have him go on forever because it's like Grogu have to get killed because that seems like it has to be the main thing. I know Dave Filoni was talking during the panel like, Hey, we got to kill off Ahsoka. I've got a great way to do that because she can't be around during the time of the original trilogy. And I guess she's just, a wandering nomad at that point where Luke is doing his thing. Like she doesn't feel the force of him. I don't really care because I like those characters enough that I'll play along, but I have enough issues of the sequel trilogy that I have questions. That I mean it's a big I don't think galaxy. it works. I mean like the, like the big it's a big galaxy and Ahsoka has her own kind of mission during the time of the original trilogy. Because I mean the cliffhanger of Rebels is exactly what keeps her away from everything that's going on during the original trilogy. So I that's easy. You don't have to tell I mean that's that should be kind of covered. Now I'm talking about Grogu. Because <laughs> Grogu should have been there with Mando in tow helping to stop this whole uh snook snope snake. Yeah, prune face. Uh we're gonna we're gonna I don't know how you, it's a big galaxy it doesn't make sense you can all I mean heck you can always find a way to get rid of somebody in a big galaxy and they think very much see I'm trying how okay I gotta I gotta be very careful on this so with the books of Star Wars the reason Thrawn is gone in the books or aligns with the Empire in the books is to stop the Yevon Vong, or basically you wipe out all everything in the New Republic. You could possibly shoehorn them back into Star Wars and then use that as a way to make the sequel trilogy a whole lot more sense and why everything has gone to crap. Yeah. We don't even see anything about what they're doing and how they're able to build a freaking Death Star that we just call something totally different. Yeah, I mean, again, again we can't make the sequel trilogy make sense. They couldn't make the sequel trilogy make sense. I am not paid millions of dollars to hold a billion dollar franchise. That is not my thing in life right now. 
if they want to make him a sense, I will gladly try and tackle it. And then take three or four million dollars before they understand I am wildly incapable of doing this job. <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy those millions before they ask for their money back. <laughs> so I think you have there's a there's a couple of vehicles how you get Thrawn, how you get Grogu, all of these guys out of the picture long enough to come up with mm-hmm. your sequel trilogy. So Stickman says, I'm guessing Grogu gets lost in the world between worlds, then emerges as an older version of himself in Ray's movie. Now, that, that's, that's something. I'm All right, let's talk about that. Because at the big celebration, we had the announcement that we're getting a new Ray movie. And it's set 15 years from the rise of Palpatine's offspring, which I'm still like, I don't understand. When did Palpatine pull up to Moss Eisley? holler some lady and go, hey, you want to go back to my Death Star? (sighs) Okay. So, it's funny because I feel like so many of us have been complaining that, hey, Rey is just going through everything that Luke Skywalker did. And she's just on the advanced AP course. She's doing everything faster and better than Luke. Now she's going to make his same mistake I mean, I thought Luke was like, I got to get rid of these scrolls and chronicles because I don't want the Jedi to continue. And she's like, nope, I want to do the same thing. And I don't even have any kids. But if I had a sister or brother out there, I'd try to kill my nephew, too. OK, Jeff, you're you're acting like the second movie happened. Remember, the second movie can't happen in the world where the third movie happens. You got you got to ignore that ish. I mean, it's, it makes no sense. But you got to ignore part two. It doesn't make sense. Just if you want to go sequel trilogy it's one three and so you just got to do what jj abrams did yeah you got it and, and snow wasn't a thing well is he good yeah he, he wasn't a thing move on i mean that's what ryan johnson did stoke's not a thing just like the money so yeah i i'm very curious i guess Stickman's idea kind of works i feel like that's probably a good idea something they would do because there's such let's not say hatred but I think it's very divisive. I think the fan base is pretty well 50-50 on where they stand with the sequel trilogy. And I think as each film progresses in that sequel trilogy, there's much less love with each installment. I, you know, it's just basically, like I said, like a couple minutes ago, I would love to hear from kids who grew up on the sequel trilogy is their Star Wars. Because I'm like, I mean... I'm not prejudging. I think some of their logic is always flawed and this movie might make perfect sense to them when they can find some meta reason why this all makes sense. But I want to hear from them. I really wouldn't be like, all right, please, I will not interrupt you. Tell me how this makes sense. I think what what will happen with them, they won't have the bias and attachment to Han, Luke, and Leia and Chewbacca and Lando. So they're just going to be old people to them, not the hero that saved the day or the rebel scoundrel who fell in love with the princess and helped save the day. You know, they're not going to look at them like that. They're kind of probably going to look at them the same way we looked at Obi-Wan Kenobi. Man, this guy's really slow. Fighting Darth Vader like that in the hallway on a distraction tip. And that's all we've got for him. But I really would love... I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit different now because of streaming because they can actually go back and wait a second, this doesn't make sense. And this okay. isn't lining up. And, and honestly, oh. I mean, you can find a YouTube cut of Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan 
adding in some extra scenes into that, and that looks awesome, frankly. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but that you go on YouTube and go with an extended cut at Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan, you know, they'll be doing like some stuff from um Revenge of the Sith and putting that in there, and then you see Alec Venison, it's like it's it works perfectly. So I, I don't know. I I'm really gonna be that hopefully is a conversation I can have in 20 years and just be like, I'm not gonna interrupt you. I'll hold withhold judgment. On your life. I'm curious what their bias is going to be like. If they can just go, I don't see the issues between one to two and then two to three. Because I feel like maybe, maybe there's some bias I may have to the original trilogy. And I will freely admit that I'm not championing for the Phantom Menace outside of Palpatine being the awesome sleazeball. Like he is by far my best, my favorite part of Phantom Menace. And I think you really get to appreciate a lot with everything else from Attack of the Clones to Clone Wars seeing how sneaky and underhanded he is and the fact that he gets the upper hand on General Zod is more than enough. So yeah. But let's let's talk about this Ray movie some more. So Ray's gonna have a yellow lightsaber. And since it's 15 years later, Finn can successfully be away from Ray. Maybe he's a Jedi in his own standalone movie. But I'm kind of, I thought it was odd where Kathleen Kennedy was talking about, hey, the Jedi are, are in total disarray. And I'm like, well, so I've already seen that movie. You gave us the Phantom, I mean, whatever. Like, you need to have basically. The Last Jedi. No, whatever. But no, what was the, the Force Awakened? There were no Jedi. Like, what is the point of having them in disarray? You need to have it almost like the Old Republic movie basically ray is leading a whole bunch of old republic style jedi there's millions of jedi doing whatever and because ray is so great she did what luke couldn't do in 20 years she brought up found everybody in the world a whole planet of force sensitive people and made them all jedi like that's what i expect from ray like i don't that's what i think is so fascinating because normally it's ray's amazing she's awesome she can do all the stuff that luke couldn't do to have her go down the same path as luke seems really odd where it's like you really have done this already. And apparently the Jedi just can't succeed when Yoda's not in charge. I mean, but the... Again, I... And then maybe this is the thing you got to use the Yavin Vaughn, basically. You wipe out the Jedi, break all their ideals, and they compromise themselves so much that they don't have an actual bearing to be Jedi anymore. But to have Luke's folly that wasn't played out on camera to play it out on camera with another person. It's like, we didn't want to see that story when you No, I I think it's going to be like the same deal where we're going to be told in flashbacks or after the fact, Ray's trying to put the Jedi back together. I mean, it it would be better than having Luke saying, peace out, Jedi. Y'all at the first waters one. I'm I'm hoping y'all blow up some stuff with some Death Stars that come on ships. Like, whatever. Like, I don't think you can, on some level, it's just like, it's not, it's something you might pitch to everybody, but hopefully you listen when Dave Filoni and John Favreau say, yeah, I don't think that's the way to go. Listen to them, because they're the only ones who seem to understand, like, hey, you need to follow George Lucas's vision. Or, I'm sorry, put in Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth will say, like, no, no, seriously, <laughs> that doesn't make any dang sense, and here's what you should try to emulate, because having some more broken Jedi. It's like, you don't want to see your heroes, quote unquote, having to come back. It's like, they're allowed to lose some battles, 
but there always has to be a sense of hope in your heroes. And once again, saying Ray, oh, it's hopeless. It's like, I don't want to see that. Like the world is, is full of enough, I mean, malaise. I don't want to see somebody else starting from zero or, or starting like, just like, give me, give them something to fight, but it can't be just hopelessness. And I'm curious if they'll just go with, okay, well, here's the latest version of the Sith Lord fighting against the Jedi, or if they'd come up with something new. Uh, Maybe I go think, Shadows of the Empire? I mean, that's the problem, like, really, because it's like, what do you, it's, you have to understand, like, what what is Star Wars? Is it Jedi versus Sith, or is it something bigger? If it's Jedi versus Sith, you got to go with the new Sith, and it can't be Palpatine revisited for the ninth time. I mean, well, they've already introduced that, so, but of course, he's going to have to make sure he announces to the entire galaxy, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm sorry. Uh, I think when he was a Sith, he didn't say, hey, Jedi, hey, the Sith are actually back. Remember when Maul said, hey, at last, you know, we'll reveal ourselves. At last, we'll have revenge. He didn't say, you know what? Screw that, man. Let's get on this microphone. I think I'll be Supreme Chancellor in a couple weeks anyway. Let me just tell him I'm a Sith Lord. Like, no, that didn't happen. He's not stupid. Like, okay. Yeah. I wish J.J. Abrams were half the Star Wars fan that most Star Wars fans are. He just, he didn't, he didn't actually, is like his hatred of the sequel, I mean, of the prequels, it's like, that's the story. You needed to actually get the story. You didn't need, if you just read it as a book, you would understand why you need to have everything in there. You just, nah, I hate CGI. Let's throw it all in green. Let's have it all on some dusty plane. Look awesome. The stick man goes, someone is going to have to create a new threat. But creating new threats aren't their strong suit, unfortunately. So I was looking at, because I'm doing something for Figure Channel, in the comic books, they'd introduce this group of bad guys, the Navi, I think, not the Navi, but anyway, it's a group and they're like kind of set up like these white vampires, essentially. They got this long rocker hair. It was in the 80s, so you know, it's that yeah. style. Uh-huh. And they're kind of, and another name is the Knives, and they were really cool in the comic book. Lady, the dark lady of the Sith, Lumira. Oh, yeah. All right. So she rolled with them. And I think that'd be a great villain to throw into the movies, her and the knives, because they're not so much, hey, here's the Empire, here's the Sith. It's a whole new thing. I think that was why I was so annoyed with the sequel trilogy, because it was just like, uh, we got our black clad leather villain, and he's got a red lightsaber, and he's got a mask, and we got a mysterious figure leading him. And then we've got stormtroopers with slightly tweaked helmets. It's like, dude, do something else. I think I would have been on board so much more with the sequel trilogy if it wasn't just like, let's just rebrand the Empire. Why? So, I mean, and as you, I mean, even with you kind of looking at Mando, it's like, why? Why do you need to rebrand him? It's like, even you guys doing what you want, it's literally getting us to a point where it's like, why do we need to re- rename them? Like the remnants, exactly like in the books, Empire Remnants was a thing because it makes sense. It's like they are beaten, but they're still a force. Like that's, I guess it's kind of why. Like I keep saying, like the Yavin Vaughn was probably good because they aren't force sensitive. Like they're you, they're a 
black hole to the force. So it's like you could throw all your Jedi against it. You could throw all your new Republic. And then it's like you get a couple battles. You you create that tension like, oh, wow, we beat him in that one battle. But is that really the war? Very much almost like Attack of the Clones where it's like, no, we didn't beat them for real. That's the skirmish. We got the war coming. It's like that gives you like, oh, I'm excited to see where this goes. Like I want to see where Ray's army, you know, a Jedi goes. But without that there, it's like I, I guess I really I don't dislike Daisy really at all. I, I think she and all the sequel trilogy cast were given poor material. And I wish it's like that's why anytime they're in something that lets them shine, I'm like, congratulations, do your thing. Cause I I as a Star Wars fan have no wish you no malice. It's just you were given crap. And please be as successful as, as you are capable of going. But the movies they gave you in Star Wars were crap. I mean, I'm trying to. I really, do- I, you know, from the premise of this episode 10, um, I feel like they could almost, if we just act like the sequel trilogy didn't happen and have this be our introduction, like our soft reboot to, hey, here's Ray. She's a Jedi. And she's trying to get the the Jedi back up, the Jedi order established again. She read Luke Skywalker's teachings and trying to make it work. I think that would work. I think the problem was they didn't know what movie they wanted to do. Do we want to focus on the original characters who we're going to kill off in each movie? Or do we need to introduce these new characters? I felt that the problem was they didn't service either group well. And they were killing off the characters who would have helped navigate these next few movies together a lot better than just well they're dead so we're going to carry on the tradition and since they're gone we, we're the new Han, Luke, and Leia which didn't make any sense that was awesome I mean they, again, they were given crap I mean if you could have pushed it far enough with these guys were actually legends like 50 years after yeah like there were I think at one point, like the Star Wars books or comics, they figured out, like, yeah, we can't tread on this anymore. Let's make Cad Skywalker a descendant of Luke Skywalker 150 years after the Empire. And it's like, yeah, go there. You can, that's all fertile ground. You can play around in that, in that, in that sandbox. Enjoy yourself. You get all new creators, all new uh, characters. You can have fun, but trying to hit that nostalgia plus button was not the way to go. It's just, yeah. All right, well, did you see the Jedi Last Survivor video game trailer? I think it's Last Survivor. Yeah. Shh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How's a man going to take the speed speeder bike trooper, launch him into the air, into a TIE fighter? <laughs> that was like, oh, I'm, I can't wait. I don't know how, but I want to figure out how I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> It's really questions. Fighting wampas, rancors. I'm like, oh man, I need to make sure that the walls are properly padded with pillows in case I get a little frustrated. Oh wait, that's you. I'm sorry, I stopped doing that a week ago. Yeah, yeah. like Joe, there are no joysticks that have been embedded in the wall, which is a good thing. You know, I, I'm growing, kids. But I think what I'm really excited about is I played the last uh, Jedi Fallen Order when it was like greatest hits. It had been out for years or so. This one, I'm like, 
so it's a week after my birthday. I think somebody else yeah. may have us. Well, <laughs> here's the rub. It looks like it's just a PS5. Not Ain't somebody else made PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, your birthday is coming up, so I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I think that one is. Uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna have to. I may have to be, pay attention now to making my list for PS5 games. Stickman's like us. I don't have a next gen system, mm-hmm. so I'm screwed. I have really been like, there's too many PS4 games right now. I don't need to play a PS. I don't need to buy a PS5. And I know they've got better versions of like Madden and mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2 is coming. They're starting to build a library where it's like, okay, I'm going to add that to the list after I finish playing all these amazing free games that I get every month or every other month on PlayStation Network with PlayStation Plus. That's still good. And I still have uh, probably about 20 games left on there. I just, just now started playing Mass Effect and I'm on the first one. I've still got two more because I got the Legendary Edition with all three games at once. So yeah. I'm enjoying Mass Effect. Who knew? I mean, one of their greatest games of this generation. I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty fun. Yes. Mass Effect was made by the creator. I think it's made by the creators of, what was it? Um, nice and Old Republic. Weird. So <laughs> That's not, a game I still want to see. Not shocking to me, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go to the X-Bow. Xbox. I, I literally got, that was literally, as I said, that was one of the few systems. I bought that system to play that game. And do not regret it at all. <laughs> all right. So let, let, let me go back to Mandalorian here. Because I, I had a few issues beyond, hey, why are we setting up stuff for the sequel trilogy? I want to know what you thought about the last few minutes of the episode. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go mess around with this theory. I'm going to start with the first five minutes of it when they had oh. the actual council. Because, as I said, I've read Air, Air the Empire way too many times. And when they had that council and then Grand Moff talking, I mean, like, I mean, uh, Gideon. Yeah, it, it, Gideon mentions like, uh, Pelion, Captain Pelion. I'm like, you, you told me, you told me everything. Greatest episode ever. I just, I almost did, shut down. Did you see that Xander Berkeley was playing him? No, I didn't hear that. From 24? Oh, no, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. I'm trying to, of course, I'm blanking tragically on his name. He's uh, my man, second season. Took the, had to take the plane for Jack. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say anything for anybody who hasn't watched 24. That's Um, another one to watch if you haven't. But yeah. It it was like, it was funny. Like right after that, then they had, uh, I guess, Hux's father in there. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, Again, it goes with the video game. So, and, and his brother played him, which was kind of cool. Oh, okay, it was Dominic. Okay, but I, 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 I was like, okay, we're setting up a really good story. I like the action in this one. Great. The action. last five minute action was very much like I was mad at you guys because you re- somebody joked they should have had this as a two hour, two hour season finale. I'm really like, yeah, you really should. Like, you guys cut this off almost like, yeah, okay. we know. I have, I know a lot of people have been complaining about the season of Mandalorian, and I've been like, ah, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. This second half of this episode, I was like, I don't like that. And it wasn't because they killed off a character. It was, I felt that these guys are supposed to be these great strategists. And I'm thinking, this is clearly a time where I need to have Admiral Akbar yelling, hey, don't go there. Wait, no, it's a trap. 
Right. So they, I couldn't believe that they just ran into that situation. I was like, what are y'all doing? Come on. It is very much like you see when this is all very, this is not Mandalore proper. This is a whole different network of stuff. It's like, hold on. Let's think like, Maybe let's let's hold on five minutes and hold this corridor and then retreat when we get here. If they keep pushing us back, we'll retreat, but we're yeah. getting punked out. I mean, when when Paz Vizsla's kid got kidnapped, they were like, all right, we've gone as far as we can go. Let's sleep here tonight and think it over. <laughs> like, uh, your kid may be in, in a bird's belly by this point, but they're like, nah, let's think it over and approach it tomorrow. Because I mean, it's like, I think also it's like, all right, yes, you're losing the high ground, but guess what? You got jetpacks. You can't lose the high ground when you got jetpacks. Like if you they fly, you can fly out of this trap. Go exactly the back the same way you came. Because the what was it? The mega megasaurs, megathor. Like he's an actual ally you could actually potentially use um, to actually stop some of these guys. So go back that way. Just like this. This way isn't in the, in their in their best route for us. I wasn't really feeling their tactic on that. And then. We had, you know, the heroic... I'm not going to spoil who does it, but Bo-Katan opens up a little back way because they're all trapped and they start escaping. And she's like, all right, time to go. And old boy's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to hold the line. And I'm like, you're not a holder. You don't have to hold the door. Hold the door. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. It's, it's not a thing. And she has created a hole. He has a gun which can stop any of those jetpack troopers from coming through the hole. I mean, he he blocked the hole after shooting like five of them. Instead, he's like, I'm going to stay out here and keep shooting them. I did, just, I did not understand that at all. I mean, just based on like Star Wars logic. Okay, close the door, shoot the door controller, go out. <laughs> I mean, it's really like, uh, I mean, if, even if the controller's here, you know, go right by the door. Right. Put a knife into it. The vibro blade that you've been rocking all game. Just close the door, duck under, roll, duck and roll, and you're good to go. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't mind when characters get killed. You know, if it's cool or whatever. But I felt like this was a very avoidable death. And then we saw the Praetorian Guard come out there, and and I read that somebody I read a comment it was kind of funny. They were like, "How did the other Mandalorians not kill these jetpack troopers?" But this one guy. Is like shooting them up with plot destroying bullets, and it was like, yeah, that that's kind of true. Got a, he's got a Gatling gun, a stronger <laughs> caliber gun, but also I I still kind of mess with uh, what was it? Uh, focus on. It's like uh, when you made that small hole, how did you think he was going to get through? <laughs> it was like you can tell him to get through, but he's. Literally, like, uh, I can't get through here, guys. Like, uh, sorry, I had a little bit too much to eat at that banquet last night. Not gonna make it through. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to stay here. Stigman says they want to make the Praetorian guards look cool since they were lame in The Last Jedi, and they were super lame. I think yeah. it took like five minutes for that fight to end. And Ray and, and uh, Kylo were like bouncing off each other, longing deep in each other's eyes. I've got you, I've got you too. Do you uh, see me without my shirt on? <laughs> I'm gonna come into your dream now. So weird. So yeah, I thought they looked cool. Well, I think what would look cooler is if that fight mattered more because they were gone. And then after they killed old boy, it was like 
they totally forgot. Oh yeah, there were a ton of other Mandalorians. It was like, all right, we killed him. Let's go back and get something to drink, fellas. That was good. I mean, well, well it's a, it's a. Please, I mean, it's, it's a cliffhanger. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, it'll make sense, you know, when you can press next episode versus waiting a week. You're like, are the Mandalorians going to get out? Well, they did get out. So right, exactly. It's like, yeah, no cliffhanger. Boy decided and was like, okay, that's it. That's really it. Like, okay. Okay. Does I mean, it's like, oh, so you, you got some upgraded armor, but that, as we can see, that doesn't stop everything anyway. So y'all just have to take two seconds to figure out. Okay, this armor we use all the time, we don't know a weakness to it. Then we shouldn't have been telling everybody in the world how to use the dang thing. Like we should, we should have been broadcasting this. <laughs> awesome. We're following the Palpatine plan. Tell everyone your plan beforehand. So, what did you think of Mecha Grogu? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. I was like, am I uh, watching Grogu or the Zodiac? Yes, no. I thought it was funny for a second. Oh, wait a second. You're going to say that you stopped liking it? <laughs> uh, yes, because I, I mean, it was, I, I like, you know, I broke up the fight, but it was like, Okay, I, I thought we were getting Lord to the all right. Like, is this gonna be the thing? Like, this it's like I'm, I'm at this point. I want to see Grogu messing around with a lightsaber. So, that's uh, probably no, they did have him pull out a lightsaber. And the reason is because Grogu would then take over the show, and they need to keep him a kid. Him playing with a little walking robot erector set—that's fine because he's not gonna do but so much. And until he starts learning how to shoot, name he can just be cute in the background. I thought this was a good use for him. And I can already see Hasbro's eyes lighting up. Oh, how many of these figures are we going to sell? We're going to charge $35 and call it a deluxe figure for him. Come on. Do you think there's the Grogu without the removable Grogu? There's the non-removable Grogu? The Grogu right. with That's actual gun controls? Yeah. That actually yeah. says yes, no. I mean, you, uh, you guys, I got it. They're like, Mr. Favreau, once again, you've done well for us. <laughs> right. We want the money. Yeah, I think they're going to do well. I'm going to get that figure eventually. But as I saw, I was like, oh, that's cool. Much like the uh, Minds of Moria. Moria. Why do I keep doing that? Minds of Mandalore. Minds of Mandalore. Oh, so what is <laughs> I'm, I'm going, no, she'll not pass. Oh, like, what are we going, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I mean, it may as well. They had a, had a swamp balrog breaking all the boats and everything. But I thought that was I thought that was fine, and that's a good use for Grogu right now because because Din can't hold him in every fight, so this way he's kind of protected. Hopefully, learns how to shoot quickly. Um, what did you think about Moff Gideon's armor? We got to see him rocking his Darth Maul tribute armor, the black that's and red. I, I, I liked it because when I saw it, I'm like, I thought it was a uh, uh, Paz Vizsla. I'm like, oh, okay, I like I like the little callback. Um, oh, that's right, he was Paz Vizsla too, right? Yeah, like, I I thought that was a cool it's like comeback. Uttred, son of Uttred. Yes. Yeah, I I thought that was cool, but I also I'm like, uh, Bo, I'm pretty sure you got this thing that can actually cut through that. <laughs> I'm pretty dang sure that you know that that the one thing you actually hold is now the thing that you rightfully own supposedly, so it listens to what you want to do. So I'm pretty sure you can take this dude who's a little more your senior. I'm just saying. Like, just saying, I mean, she beat beat down Axe Wolves, who is. I see why he was the second best, but that means the rest of Bo's crew are some suckers. Because <laughs> if Axe is the best they've got, they're in trouble. Yeah, they, they didn't. They specialize in non hand hand combat. It seems. So. 
Yeah, like, they're they're great fighters. distance fighters. Yeah. Not not the melee fighters. And they got they have guns for a reason because they up close. <laughs> that's not their vibe. That is not their vibe. <laughs> it is absolutely not. All right, so I think that's everything I want to talk about here. We got Ahsoka coming. That's exciting. Mandalorian's setting up for a season finale next week. One of my buddies is like, yeah, they're going to have to do a lot of these next two episodes. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's five more. Next week's season finale. Uh, just embrace the fact of Rebels. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. The sequels to Rebels will be picking up. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really what you got going. Yeah, we've got that coming in August. So it's going to be a long summer. I guess we got Secret Invasion coming to tide us over for a little bit. But wow, it's a far cry from peak pandemic where every other month there was a new show coming. Anyway, I'm still enjoying what they're giving. So that works. All right. So then we've got Mandalorian. We've got Avoid now. We've got some more news coming eventually on these this Dave Filoni Mandalorian closeout film. And I guess that's supposed to tie into Ahsoka as well. That's all the that is, I think, the end of the Dave Filoni universe. Which I think they should just that's not have an endpoint for. That that's gonna come in 2042. Let's let's not rush to do that. Yeah. He's got time. There's no, I mean, this dude's feeling Star Wars. He's in, invigorated, still pumping out a lot of great creative stuff. Let's keep him on there until he says, no more, please. I can't do it any longer. Yeah, I think I wonder how long that's going to be, but I, I don't think I like that idea because it's like, then you got to really hope whoever is taking the mantle of these sequel trilogies, they got to run with it. And uh, I don't know if y'all are up for it. I mean, just. Time has shown that you guys weren't up for it, and that's when you got two fans in there and said, "Hey, no, we can write this ship. We can, we can actually start printing you guys money again on Star Wars." And You're they welcome. did a very good job. So I don't know. Okay, it's that time. Who's your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Oh, my my Dummy of the Week is easy. Anybody who has not seen the Ahsoka's trailer and watched the Star Wars, yeah, you you have made that move. You're Dummy of the Week to me. <laughs> Mine is a conditional dummy of the week. And it's only because it's something I really desperately want to see. And until I get it, I'm just going to always say it. Any opportunity I can. We're seeing the Star Wars team do amazing things with CGI, with person stand-ins. I need a Luke, Leia, Han post-Return of the Jedi movie. I don't care if it's animated. I love it if they did live action because they do amazing stuff with that now. I'd settle for a movie or, but I'd even love a trilogy, maybe another heir to the empire, but I'd love to see that. And I was hoping there'd be some announcement. I have been like, okay, cartoon. That's fine. I just, I need to see more from Han, Luke and Leia. Cause I feel like they're creating this universe where they were important for three films, but there's so much more to their story that we're not seeing. We're not getting. And I have so many questions because those are some of my favorite characters. So until then, I'm going to get that on as my continual wish this item for Star Wars. But can you know how you know they have to get to the sequel trilogy, right? Do you really want to see them bastardized to the point they have to get to the sequel trilogy? <laughs> there you go. You've forgotten the sequel trilogy. What? Huh? All right. Well, that is it. Bro Shot, thank you as always for rolling with me. Joe and Stickman, thank y'all for commenting. It was a lot of fun having y'all on here. Thank you all for watching and listening. This episode allows movie files has been filed.